Good morning. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Wilka, I'm your host. This is the Leadership Talks podcast. Welcome to the show, Timothy Banks. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well, doing well. I'm up, I'm ready for the day, and I'm excited to be here with you and Yay. sharing in your podcast journey. Yes, that is definitely an awesome journey, and I'm really grateful that you're here. You're taking the time this beautiful Saturday morning, mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to in, invite you to share with our listeners, um, how did you start in the hospitality industry, and now you are at Howard Community College? How did your journey start? Sure. So my journey in a nutshell, uh, it started in the 90s. So if we can dial the clock back to the 90s real quick, it started in the 90s, and I went to culinary school. So early 90s, I was enthusiastic about cooking from watching cooking shows pre-Food Network. There was no Food Network. There was no, there were just these few little shows you could catch on public television that were interesting cooking shows. So I found a, um, a cooking school to go to in Houston, Texas. I lived in Houston, Texas. So I went to another HCC. Houston Community College for culinary arts. It was amazing. I enjoyed it every day that I got there. It was something new, different. I had never tasted or tried. So the experience piece was huge for me. Fast forward, I'm ready to graduate from culinary school. And the conversations that everyone's having is that by the time you get to executive chef, it'll take you about 10 years to get to the position of executive chef. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. What are you talking about, 10 years? <laughs> so I got my first job in a uh, restaurant cooking as a line cook. And uh, I was like, there's gotta be a better way than this, just being a line cook. It was fun, but I wanted more and I knew I could get more. So I really applied myself and applied the learning from the classes that I took in culinary school, the math class the sanitation class, the classes that were more academic versus application cooking really came into play. So within three years, I was executive chef at a hotel. Wow, which hotel was, was that? Fast journey. It was part of Marriott. It was JW Marriott in Houston, Texas. It was quick. Everything moved really fast. I kind of fell into a sous chef position first. And then I was promoted to executive chef at another property and it just all went really fast. So I always tell students now, learn all the working parts behind the scene because that's what's gonna propel you into management so much faster. So once I started that, I was executive chef in a hotel, did that for a while, then a little small coffee company showed up in Houston called Starbucks. <laughs> and they wanted to open a restaurant in Houston. Now they were targeted to do all these different restaurants. Again, now we're in the late 90s. They wanted to do all these restaurants in the country. So the hotel I was working at was hosting their meetings. So I got to meet them. They courted me into coming to Starbucks with the potential of being an executive chef in the restaurant. So after about three months as a store manager learning Starbucks systems, they scratched the idea. They said, nope, we're only gonna do one. It's gonna be in Seattle. That's gonna be our vision. We're not gonna to expand to food and beverage. 
We're just going to focus on coffee and other entities that they wanted to work with. So I'm a food guy. I could like, I was like, oh, I don't know. I can't stay in a coffee retail shop for too long, but it was great experience again, because Starbucks whole concept at the time was they were going to spend no money on marketing. It would only be word of mouth. And that was huge. And it was, they did all of that branding by people talking about it and holding the white cup, right? It was the cup was the sales. <laughs> it was the cup. Then in tandem was location that you would encounter a Starbucks, whether you were going or coming. So they would put them on opposite sides of the street. So you had no way to get around it. You were seeing it, you were being impacted with it and people were engaging. They had a concept called the third place. And I don't wanna be the whole Starbucks historian right now, but they had the third place concept where you would have homework in Starbucks and it seemed to work. So Starbucks is everywhere, right? You can't go anywhere on the planet and not find a Starbucks. So that, that was that journey and that was huge. When it was time to leave Starbucks, I was ready to go too. I went on to Texas Southern University. I was director of catering there. That was fun. You know, college campuses are little tiny cities. You know, once you get onto a college campus, there's so many moving parts of things going on that I fell in love again with the people part of it. I was now front of the house, not back of the house, front of the house and meeting and greeting and doing all the things that people skills require, right? Human skills talking to people, sharing ideas, getting information. I was starting to do all those things. That was a great experience. And I easily transitioned into hotels. I became a catering and sales guy, which was fun. I had a great group of association business. So these guys met every month. They always had a vision. They always had a plan. I just liked talking to them about their menus. Right. That was that's what they I think they liked that about me, too, that I was a foodie and I like to experiment with different menus with them. You know, the chef would be like, like, Tim, don't sell that. I'm like, no, we can sell it because it's just this and we'll do this with it. And they'll love it. So I would go back and forth with the chef. I go back and forth with the F&B director. But again, great opportunity in hospitality meeting and working on all sides of the business. I shared a lot of contact information with the uh, social catering because if they came in and they were association and they needed a wedding and they knew somebody, I would feed that right to social catering. So it was just a good connectivity opportunity. Then 9-11 hit. The company I was working for is still in Texas, but the company was based in Washington, D.C., Maristar Hotels. And the bottom dropped out, right? Another life-changing moment in the hospitality industry. I think in my lifetime, 9-11 and the pandemic have been the two biggest kind of meteors to hit the hospitality industry. Because once 9-11 hit, flights canceled, hotel bookings dropped, everybody just shut down. They weren't going to spend on that. I believe that a lot of the technology that we're using now was developed out of 9-11 that we had to come up with better ways to communicate with each other virtually that made sense beyond just, uh, I think it was Skype was one of the first ones, right? People, everyone right, was using right. Skype. So that technology piece has been there in the background 
So it was easy to transition into it with the pandemic because we knew there was going to be a shift, right? Uh, after that, 9-11, I went to work for a grocery company in Texas called HEB. I was a recipe development specialist and I worked in a group called uh, Showtime where they did in-store demos, gave out recipes and served as a hub. It really was a selling vehicle. So again, sales practices, sales understanding, understanding what people need, transitioned very well into that role. Um, that stayed great for about six years. Then in 2009, I got an opportunity to start teaching as a adjunct faculty at San Jacinto College in Houston, Texas. So I went in to meet and greet with the guys I had met in a chef's association meeting because I was a member of association. You'll hear themes just echoed over and over again. So that association piece made sense to network within association, met the guys at the college, they had a need, I was interested, so I became a, a baking and pastry instructor. Didn't know how to bake anything but cookies, biscuits, and you know, a cake occasionally. I was a culinary chef. I wasn't a baking and pastry chef. So every night I would take the book, figure out what the assignment was and make it. So I could go back the next day and tell the students about it. So I feel like my career and journey has always been in growth mode that I was either learning something new, meeting new people, trying something different that was experiential, but all very rooted in the foundations of hospitality and culinary art. When you talk about hospitality, you're talking about people, right? That's it. At the end of the day, it's how we handle our business and the way we treat people. That's all hospitality means. Uh, I was, using the vehicle of culinary through my journey, but it's all connected. Um, there are so many aspects to the hospitality industry and hospitality skill set that we often don't think about as tangible skills for so many other things. You know, when you've got a great hospitality foundation, you can go in any direction because you understand people. And that's our, that's our pivot point. So long story short, I stayed there for a while. I became full-time faculty. I got promoted to program director. And then I moved to Maryland to be the department chair of the Center for Hospitality and Culinary Studies at Howard Community College. Say that three times. That's a mouthful. But uh, that's my journey in a snapshot. Wow, that's amazing. And it's like you said, you know, you start and you don't know how you what opportunities is where the opportunity is going to take you mm -hmm. and you know through a challenging moment after 9 11 and then you came to dc you took the opportunity here it just blows my mind and when i was um in the first semester in college in hospitality in brazil i was looking searching for internships right on the very first semester i was like let me get this internship out of the way and that's where you know, I had the chance to come here and experience, you know, working hotels in the U.S. So I think the 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 mix, right? Like you are a student, and then you need the practical side of the business. 
mm-hmm. you learn so much more. And it's like you said, you were not a, a pastry chef, right? You were on the other end, but you come, you read the book, you practice, you and then you teach. So it's mm-hmm. all a learning, evolving, um, right. and, and getting yourself to the point where you can show and share with others what you have learned. That's, that's amazing. So now, um, Tim, I wanted to ask you a quick, uh, you know, I'm very curious about the community college here at Howard and how are these students, you know, taking these new challenging times, right? Pandemic and, you know, you've got to learn everything online. Um, if you want to share some top points with, with sure. us. So originally we went to all online format immediately in 2020 and we ran a full semester of just distance learning. And that was very challenging for many people. The college was fortunate enough to be able to furnish laptops for people if they needed it, hotspots if they needed Wi-Fi. So we were really engaged in making sure the students had the tools to be able to stay on course with their their degree plans. That is amazing. Just just that providing laptops and hotspots, that's fantastic. Right. That was a huge chunk of commitment of the college to ensure that students were still being able to be successful in their learning from home. Uh, As soon as we were able to get back in, uh, I wanna say spring 2021, we started some face-to-face engagement with students in our lab classes. Now we're probably about 60, 65% face-to-face and online. So we do have that mix going on of students returning to campus, which is great because they seem to love it. Uh, We're running some labs right now that are hospitality and culinary, and they work together. The dining room classes on the hospitality side, the a la carte classes on the the culinary side, and they work together serving lunch. So it's a great opportunity for people to be back in face-to-face and doing the hands-on pieces that they really so enjoy. So it, it has been a tough to balance, right, for students to say, hey, I want to stay on path, I want to stay on course, and I want to do these things. We've got new students coming in that are still interested in the industry, which is awesome, because I think this is probably the toughest time for hospitality with the climate of the pandemic looming over, and you hear all the news, and you see all the reports, and you see these things, sales are down, people are laid off, this, that, all these things are happening. We will rebound. The hospitality industry is an extremely tenacious and gratifying work. So the people piece will not go away. It's just being absorbed differently now. It's still happening. I had my first hotel stay. I want to say it was summer 20 and it was local. I had to go to the other side of the state for some business. And I was like, well, I'm going to stay in a hotel. I'm not going to drive back. I'm going to go on a stay. And even in that initial introductory to the whole process was okay. It felt a little different, but it didn't feel like it was unimaginable. It was just a different presentation than what maybe we were used to seeing before. And now I've completely acclimated to travel again. Uh, I've been on a couple planes, right? 
I've been to a couple different states. I've stayed in hotels. I've experienced it. I can report out and say, yes, it's alive and well. The industry is moving. And it's shifted from um, the business travel piece isn't as big as it once was. So now it's more recreational leisure. And it seems like it's flipped where people are staying in less uh, populated areas that they weren't staying before. Now they want to take excursions and trips and do things that are off the beaten path or more recreational relaxation, right? They're going to mountain cabins and renting those versus staying in some busy metropolis. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So it's just a shift in what people are doing, but they're still doing it, uh, which is great. I saw a news piece this morning about some cruises out of Japan that just cruise through the local waters and then return, but it's a huge outlet for the urban dwellers to still have that sense of getting away. You know, they board the cruise, they stay on the cruise for a few days, take a tour on the water and come back. They don't have any specific destination. It's just circling through the water and returning, but they're getting the entertainment piece, the dining piece. They're getting all the attributes that are positive about experiencing vacation in a different format. So they're not getting off the boat and going in and buying souvenirs, but they're hanging out and having a great time connecting with people. Yeah, so. I think uh, totally, you know, people need this. Um, we need to the feeling of relaxation, right? We need to get out of mm-hmm. our little bubble and experience what is out there in the world. And I've been, you know, sharing the podcast with a few folks that have, you know, they are passionate about hospitality, our industry, and people are just so excited. I'm like, I guess I saw somebody, you know, going on an international trip. You're talking about cruise. I had a friend, he was like, hey, let's go on a cruise next week for three days. We leave from Miami, we go to the Bahamas. I'm like, let me think about that because it sounds very cool. I haven't been on a cruise yet, but you know, like obviously the precautions that everybody's taking, you know, I had an international trip. uh, I went to Brazil, I went home, um, you know, saw my family and the precautions right on the planes. Like I was so surprised that you can, I flew, you know, and the airline had, um and enough an opportunity for you to upload your vaccination on the app mm-hmm. and i'm like wow they're not just checking you can upload that's amazing and you know i'm not a tech person i'm not a tech girl but i think mm-hmm. you know this is definitely reshaping right how we we do things and like yeah. you said back in the day it was skype i remember you know let me skype somebody and i always um was so curious, like, how does this camera work? You know, I was like mm-hmm. 20 and, you know, we didn't, in Brazil, I, I think like we were so much more excited because, you know, technology, it, you know, sometimes take a little bit to get to us, but it's just amazing how we can be connected with anywhere, anywhere right. in the globe, right? Yeah, and, anywhere on the globe we can be connected. And, and it's just fantastic. Like I had many friends, you know, in, in New York and they were like, well, you know, I'm stranded here in New York. I can't go to my country like a friend from Saudi Arabia. And I was like, well, you know what? 
if you want to come down to Washington, you know, rent a car, come down, you're welcome to stay here. You know, I know many hotels in the city, everybody, you know, is reopening, business is happening again. And I'm so glad, you know, that you mentioned the piece that you took a, a trip, right? And instead of, hey, I'm going to drive on the same day, you took the, the opportunity to stay in a hotel and share with these students, right? Because I think- right. The more we share our experiences, right? It makes people like, oh, wow, you know, you did that more comfortable, right? To explore right. as well. And that's one of the things that I have been focusing on and sharing my stories. Like for example, yesterday I was at the boat show in Annapolis and I'm like, oh, let me share this with folks so they can come to Annapolis, spend some money mm -hmm. here, right? You go dine. I, I was actually, it's the boat show happening. So I'm like, well, you know, I love fishing. Maybe I will look for a fishing boat, you know, who knows? It can be like, oh my um, manifestation board, you know, I want to get a little fishing boat in the future, you know, but it's those things that if you don't see, you don't ask the questions, how are you going to learn about it, you know, and, right. you know, for me, sharing these experiences on LinkedIn, uh, with folks in the county and around the county, Howard County, and in the DMV and DC area, and now, you know, through the world, through this channel, it's just so powerful. And people are like, wow, you know, reaching out and people are curious about the, the travel, what is there to do in the city. And it's mm -hmm. the part of the hospitality that the marketing side, right, that is social selling. So how right. do you... Uh, see or how does a program at the community college at Howard Community College you know uh, share this piece of you know marketing with the students if you can give us a little bit of insights sure so we do a lot of marketing through our website of course you can check out a, a www.howardcc.edu and there's a center for hospitality and culinary studies page we update that with videos and information all of our degree plans are there. So if you're curious about coming to school and learning more about the hospitality industry, we have certificates that are usually take about one year to complete. We have an events management certificate that is so popular because now people are understanding the potential revenue of organizing virtual events, right? Because now we can do things, we can schedule meetings, we can schedule family reunions. We can do all these things virtually. So that's now a part of event management. Our degree is hotel, restaurant, and event management all rolled into one, into the degree, but the certificates step right into that. We have a new hospitality restaurant management certificate. Everyone's looking for work, right? So a shortcut, come get the certificate, you can go right in as entry-level management. That's huge to be able to walk into a restaurant and say, hey, I understand the labor costs, the scheduling, uh, the inventory processes. I understand all of that. Let me do it. Let me help. You know, and that's where the money is going to come from. Uh, the incentives. There's tons of incentives out there right now for people looking for work in the industry. So it, it's an opportunity to be taken advantage of versus saying, oh, well, maybe not hospitality. Maybe hospitality could be a big win for some people. So the industry is definitely alive and well, doing what it should be doing. It, it's putting people together 
And that's what we do at the college as well. So we're all about introducing new ideas, new ways of thinking about situations, problem solving, right? You got an issue, you wanna grow business. How do you do that? We're gonna teach you those things at the college. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, also, you know, when you get those, um, you're learning, but then you put in practice and like you said, you know, you want to get into the industry. And I know, you know, we are all looking for qualified people, right? That's actually how me and you, we've met virtually on right. a meeting with around County. We were talking about, um, it was Visit Annapolis, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, the meeting, And we were talking about, oh, you know, what can we do here in Annapolis or what are we doing, right, to market um, the events and what, how are we helping the hotels and the industry in general to find those qualified people? Um, right. And, you know, I really think that the industry is rebounding, but we do need, you know, folks to join the force, right? And do their best mm -hmm. and apply for those jobs that are out there. Um, and it's like, you know, a job, I was talking to a um, a colleague and that works in New York, you know, and I actually I'm doing a podcast with him. I invited him. It's Andrea Clark. Um, he, we open a hotel together and so forth. So I, I was asking, I was like, hey, you know, what are the challenges that you are having in in your hotel in your area at this time? And he said, Wilka, across the board, you know, is the manpower we. Mm -hmm are lacking throughout the U.S. And, you know, like I went to Brazil, I stayed in the hotel. I stayed at the Hilton Copacabana, beautiful property. And honestly, I felt safe. I felt welcomed. And people were super kind and working. Everybody with masks, you know, guests with masks, they were with masks. Mm -hmm. Everybody was rolling. And the manpower there, it was on point, you know. And I'm like, right. why can we have that year like full staff right but hey you know that's another uh, topic for another conversation right yeah we can spend hours talking about staffing <laughs> right i know um but you know i think the the one you know to pick back on what you said that it's a business that we are dealing with people and it can be in a restaurant it can be in a hotel you know I had a, a client the other day and she said, hey, you know, I need to have a family reunion dinner. How can you help? And I'm like, don't worry, here's all the information you need. So people, when they come to mm -hmm. you, right, they come with that initial idea. And yes, of course, you know, I'm going to recommend people that I know that will be um, sharing the same type of experience I share, Right that are going to provide that level of customer service that people are looking for these days. So from your experience, you know, you stayed in a hotel. What do you think the, the expectation has changed from a consumer standpoint or, you know, has leveled up? The hotels are leveling up the services. What are your thoughts about that, Tim? Right. I think the biggest uh, takeaway from hotel stays right now or what my expectations are is that it's clean, right? You want to make sure that when you're walking in, it's a smooth process checking in. I love the more I can do now from my phone prior to arrival, I can check in. I can do those things. Some, some properties now have uh, digital keys, right? Where you can use your phone to open your door and get in and out of your room. So those are, are, are benefits that I think people like. They like to know that 
the processes the hotel is taking to make sure all the rooms are sanitized prior to each stay. They, they wanna know that. When you know that, you feel better about being there. That shared spaces are clean. If there's in-house dining, if there's a breakfast bar, if the, the pool, all these areas, people wanna have that sense of awareness that this is being maintained, it's clean, and it's satisfying. I think people are understanding for the most part of labor, right? They're like, okay, well, it's, it's only two people at the desk and there's 20 people checking in. I gotta pack my patients and understand that. As well as with getting on the plane, you gotta be patient. When you go into a restaurant, bring your patients because those people who are working there are under a great deal of pressure to provide the best service that they know how to provide, right? Many times you'll go in and say, well, this is not, this is not right. This is not how it's supposed to be, but it's a new way of doing business. So as consumers, we should all bring our patience and understanding and know that those people that are there are doing the very best they can with what they've got to work with. And it's tough. It's very tough to um, be on that side. I've been on that side of the fence before, and you know what, 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 crazy days look like. So you have a better way of dealing with it on the other side when you're receiving the customer service, but the public at large should just be patient and understanding when they're dealing with hospitality staff because they're in it primarily for their passion about people. It is not the money that drives people to work in hotels and restaurants and in the industry. It is all about the connectivity to people, providing great service and making sure that they had a quality experience. That's what drives us. That's what keeps us coming back for more is that we know we did something to impress or change or enhance someone's experience inside the hospitality industry. So, and that's our takeaway. That's our feel good moment. I, I love that, you know, and I've shared the other day on my LinkedIn page, I, I was when I was flying, actually, you know, back in August, and then I said, you know, just be kind. Um, and one thing that I've learned, you know, working in New York in a hotel is that you have to have thick skin, right? You, you're dealing mm -hmm. with customers, you're dealing with people, sometimes people come to the hotel, they're having a bad day, and, you know, they lash it at you, and the challenge here is, not to lash back, of course, but mm -hmm. also to make them feel that you care and they are welcome here. And this is a comfortable place. They're going to have a great time. So yeah. definitely, you know, the kindness piece is, is in the hotels, in the restaurants, it's all over, you know, the grocery store. Um, mm -hmm. I, I really like that point. So I have to say, I did see some of your YouTube videos Oh, wow. uh, the chef and I'm like I love it and actually you inspired me um, last night when I was doing my homework so we can talk today I was like you know I'm gonna bake so I, I did bake and you know because I was inspired by your videos and you know mm -hmm. cooking shows are awesome I love it you know and the the center for hospitality and culinary studies you guys have that piece as well in the program correct and how long does that take? yes we do we have a full pastry certificate a culinary art certificate and degrees we have culinary degree and baking and pastry degree the certificates take one year start to finish if you come full-time take a little longer if you go part-time but it's designed 
for you to complete within one year. The degree is a two-year degree and they stack into each other. So you can get the certificate and stay for the degree. That way, a lot of people like to get the certificate, start working in the industry, and then they can continue their education towards their degree, either through online classes or face-to-face -face now. So that's the great thing is that online has enhanced the ability for people to continue to work, especially adult learners. You know, adult learners tend to, or in career changers, they tend to come to school looking for some type of short-term goal that's going to deliver a skill set that they can apply immediately. Our certificates are set up to do that. Then when they want to grow and say, I want to go into management, I want to further my career, they'll stay and continue to take classes and work towards the degree. So they really work in tandem with each other. They're, they're laid out very clearly on the website. Same web address, www.howardcc.edu. And you can search culinary, hospitality, or pastry and you'll land on the right pages. Thank you so much, Timothy. I really appreciate this time. And one last question before we wrap up, because I know it's Saturday morning, you have things to do. Aaron's <laughs> so, Saturday, right? Everyone's Aaron's on Saturday. I know, I know. So for the name of the my podcast is the leadership, right? Leadership sides of hospitality and businesses in general. So what is your um, takeaway, you know, from um, this past 18 months in terms of leadership has, you know, um, that the program has shared with the students or, you know, that you have learned for yourself because we all need leaders and mentors, right, to, to bounce back ideas, if you can share yes. your points. So we have a couple ways of sharing ideas and collecting information at the college. One is our advisory committee. We have an advisory committee that meets twice a year and we round table and talk about industry need, industry development to make sure that the students are learning real attainable skills that folks in the industry are actually looking for. So that's a great connection of developing uh, idea and think tank. Then of course, whenever you have adversity, leaders will come forward, right? you'll know as soon as something happens, someone's gonna identify as a leader real quick. Out of this process, we've seen students excel in areas such as work study, right? We have students that come forward and do work study. We have scholarship programs. The students can come and apply for scholarship. Those things are developing those characteristics as leaders by having a great GPA. That's an identifying marker as a student leader. Um, uh, working in tandem with the faculty outside of the classroom. So that's a great thing that's developing leadership and leadership skill. Uh, very task-oriented and task-managed activities that give students a vision and a bird's-eye view of what the business requires. Even on the, the culinary side and inside of school, they're still purchasing, there's still inventory, there's still all these things that transition into real life and working in the industry. So um, we're doing everything we can to try to develop and cultivate solid leaders and leadership in faculty, staff, and in our students. So we have a full circle of things revolving all the time. Thank you again, Timothy, for sharing that with us. And if people want to be in touch with you, if they're interested, where they can find you? Sure, you can find me. Uh, 
You can always email me is a, is a great way to connect. It's tbanks, B-A-N-K-S, at howardcc.edu or via the website, again, www.howardcc.edu. And we have a request for information form on our website. So by completing that form, it comes to me directly and I get to see, oh, here's a student that's looking for this or potential student that wants to study this program and we'll make a connection that way as well. So many different ways. And if you just got some time to kill on a Saturday and you wanna watch a cooking video, go to my YouTube channel and that's Feed Yourself Well on YouTube. I love that. And you're also on LinkedIn, correct? Yes, I'm on LinkedIn. It's Timothy Banks. You'll find me there. Fantastic. Thank you so much, team, for your time. And I really, really appreciate it. I really, um, I love the industry and I really think people are um, searching these days, you know, for new opportunities to learn further. And I'm very curious about the culinary program certification. I love cooking and I love baking. So we might be talking later. Um, Sounds good. I, Truly appreciate your time. Uh, thank you so much. And this is the Leadership Talks podcast. I will see you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.